Hey there, everybody. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is just Brandon, because we're starting a new show. But how are you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland, I'm doing good. Starting uh, fresh here. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not really a new show. We're going back to Are You Afraid of the Dark? <sighs> Feels good. Feels good to be back in the dark. I know, right? I mean, we're officially like a Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast to start, and then we ended that because, you know, we're like, well, we got our content. No because more content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're back because they are making more seasons of it. They're actually doing a graphic novel, too. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Really sweet. I love, I love that they're bringing everything back. You know, people are upset because it's not in the same format. That's okay. I just want more Are You Afraid of the Dark. I want more kids' horror for everybody. It doesn't hurt to have more Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. The old episodes are still there, Cortland. They are, right? I, I recommend them, like, all the time on Twitter and stuff, so... <laughs> they are there, and they aren't going anywhere. But anyway, before we talk about some Are You Afraid of the Dark, how was your week, Brandon? It's been a couple of weeks since we officially recorded a new episode, so, uh, you know, uh, Christmas is been, over. Uh, yeah, it's over. It's done. Gotta wait a whole year uh, now. Yeah, I've been on break for a while from work. Got a couple weeks at the end of the year. That's so just cool. Chillax and play Steam games. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing. Playing a lot of games. I have a I have a little sidebar here, Cortland. This oh. is going to be a oh, little geez. bonus episode. Okay, tell me everything. <laughs> because I was playing Steam games. Okay, as and you do. <laughs> behind me in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the television program Seventh Heaven was playing. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Seventh Heaven, Cortland. I've never seen Seventh Heaven, but I know of it. Yeah, Seventh Heaven is a show that makes Full House look like The Sopranos. Oh my god! It, uh, I never watched it. Mm-hmm. Like I had cousins when I was a kid, and they were more, you know, the the Veggie Tales Seventh Heaven type of family, yeah. and uh, so I was immediately like, okay, that's nerd shit for nerds. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> so this was playing in my house, oh, man. and I wasn't paying attention to it at first, but by the end, I was like, I have to see every episode of Seventh Heaven. Is it awesome? so? Um, <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do a little a bonus episode here, Cortland, inside the episode because. I have to tell you what happened in this. Okay. I've been so excited all oh, week. I'm I'm elated. Let tell me everything okay. about Seventh Heaven, Brandon. <laughs> all right. So this episode, one of the sons, uh, Simon, had Simon. a friend over, and this friend was having nightmares. It was oh a sleepover, okay. and he was tossing and turning like no, no. And so Simon was like, "What the fuck is going on with this kid?" And he had no idea what the problem was. So the next day. Simon's friend gets picked up by his older sister, Karen. Oh, no, a Karen. Okay. (laughs) And Karen is wearing a belt that has the letter B on it. (gasps) Okay. And Simon asks her, hey, what's that B about? And she's like, oh, it's Baby Doll, my nickname. Oh, yeah. That's that. That's my nickname, too. (laughs) But the parents, Simon's parents, and uh, the dad is a reverend, so oh, he's they're, wholesome. They're fam. that kind of family. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, Stephen Collins, very wholesome guy. If you don't know, <laughs> so yeah, they they see this Karen girl, who by the way, it's it, she's just a normal, basic suburban white girl. Like she's just teenage girl, looks like she came out of a, a CW show, and mm-hmm. she looks just normal. But these parents are like, I don't know, something's off about this fucking Karen chick. Yeah. And the mom is like, I, I've seen the letter B before. <gasps> Me too. <And> Uh-oh. <laughs> it was from a gang member. 
God. Okay. So the dad's like, "Oh shit, Karen's in a gang." Wait, how did they? Did she? Did they question why mom knew that it was a gang letter? Oh, I think she said like she saw someone in a church with like a B on their knuckles or Everybody's something. Everybody's there. Yeah, church brings <laughs> in the the worst crowds. Yeah, the the gang shows up every week. Okay. Um, so the dad actually goes to Karen's house and tells her parents. Yo, your daughter's in a gang. Oh, (laughs) for sure. 100%. She's getting into some shit. And there's this whole (laughs) big thing where they they immediately go into her room and tear her room apart. Oh, my God. Like, they take his word for it and they tear her room apart, looking under everything and all her drawers, tearing up her diary. (laughs) The works. And they don't find anything. And he has to be like, well, sorry, guys. I I don't know. I thought she was in a gang. Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to skip some of the episodes. Some things happen. But. (laughs) Eventually, they go back, and he's like, no, you gotta check under the little boy who was having the nightmares. Look under his bed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it turns out, Cortland, that Karen hit some things under his bed. Okay. And I've sent you a picture of what they find under his bed, and it's the reason that I had to talk about this with you. Okay, okay, I'm pulling it up. Well, it's just a bunch of knives and some chains and shit. And nunchucks? <laughs> <laughs> she's in a gang, Cortland. She's got nunchucks. What? <laughs> What's she doing with those? It's it was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! This isn't just like a total like upper middle class neighborhood. This girl is in a gang, and she's got knives and envelopes full of money and nunchucks. Uh, of course. Of course. Holy shit. Well, goddammit, Brandon, now I gotta watch 7th Heaven. <laughs> I was just watching this, like, do the writers of this show get their idea of what gangs are like from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> Goddamn. What the fuck? Oh is my this? god. That sounds like an incredible show, Brandon. Yeah, I've gotta see it all. <laughs> Stay tuned for the 7th Heaven cast. Oh my gosh, well that's next week. <laughs> All right, so that's my week. Fuck Portland. Tales from the Crypt. We're going to the seventh <laughs> heaven next. <laughs> oh, that's cool, Brandon. Well, um, little update for me. I did my so my birthday was about a week ago. You know, I, I was born on the first of the first of the year. Everybody gets to celebrate. Hey, happy anyway. new year and birthday! Oh my gosh, thank you. And anyway, my wife um she got me a present that came yesterday. Like, she was like, okay, get in the car. And I was like, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> you know, You're going to the vet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going. And um, she ended up taking me to this really sketchy neighborhood. And um, it ended up being a an escape room. We went to an Ooh. escape room yesterday. And it was really cool because she, like, brought all my favorite people. Oh, I didn't get the invite. Yeah, you didn't get the invite. But, like. Say no more. Y- yeah. <laughs> it would have been, like, a $3,000 <laughs> endeavor for you. Um. But yeah, we did an escape room last night, and it was super fun. Loved it. That's exciting. I've only ever seen them in TV shows. It was fun. I so, felt like, like a tell me how fucking idiot. Dude, I felt like such a dumbass, because, like, I was over... There, first of all, there was, like, six of us, or... No, there was, like, eight of us, or something like that, and so it was a little cramped, but, like, I'd sit there and try and, like, do a lock or something as everybody else was solving all of the hard parts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all those years of playing Resident Evil didn't <laughs> help you? Apparently not. <laughs> Got I gotta play other games or something. I don't know. Well, if any zombies showed up, maybe. Ugh, I thought there was gonna be, but thankfully they didn't. But yeah, so that's what kind what of I puzzles did. were they? Uh, it was in a cabin, and it was like a werewolf story. So, oh, it was like cool. uh, 
you know, like circles of the moon. And we had to like look at a map and use the UV light to check and see like um, some numbers that would, uh, you had to add them together to make another combo to open up a different lock. There was like probably 10 locks or something that we had to solve puzzles to get to. It was, was really a lot cool. Of locks. One of them, like, um, you opened it up and there was like a little tiny magnet in there and you had to use it on like a fish statue to open up the door to the next room. It was really cool. Like, I would definitely that, do it again. Yeah. I loved that it. That does sound Spoilers. cool. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for that escape room. All right. Next time I'm in the States, we're doing an escape room. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Because you plan on never coming back. <laughs> hey, I'm coming to do an escape room. All right. Well, I'll get you invited here for next time. Oh, Brandon, I think we should probably talk about this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, though, huh? We got a lot yeah, to talk about. That, that's what we're here for. It's not all 7th Heaven and escape rooms around here. No, no, no. We got to get down to here, here to Ghost Island. Um, let yeah, me, let me Ghost ask though, Brandon, Brandon, like, what did you think of the first episode of Ghost Island? It was okay, Cortland. Uh, like, there's nothing I hated about it, and there were parts I liked about it. I just, I'm just not sure how I feel about the tone these shows are striking. What do you mean? This one is feeling a little more like Carnival of Doom to me. Okay. Where it's, it's very self-serious and it's very, it is, uh, CW and I don't know. I feel like, feel like the second one, what was that? Curse of the Shadow. Mm-hmm. That one was like, I don't need it to be like, you know, a laugh a minute or whatever, but it seemed to be more like the older show. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I will say in terms of like this being a little bit more like Carnival of Doom, it is only four episodes long as opposed to six episodes from Curse of the Shadows. So I think they had to try and like smash a little bit more in this one than they did with Curse of the Shadows. How many was Carnival of Doom? Was that three? Yeah, Carnival Doom was three. Oh, it's two too many. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what the the problem is because some scenes kind of move a little quickly. What I thought about it, I thought it was fun. Like, I think it's genuinely pretty spooky. There, There's a lot of good visuals in this episode. Yeah, the editing in this episode, really good. There was a lot of cool drone shots, which I um, I think we're probably going to see a lot more because this is a really beautiful island that these kids mm-hmm. are on for some reason. And um, <laughs> yes. just, just a lot of really cool like editing things that I kind of talk about in the notes that I took that really just was like, oh, that's really cool. I wish I could do that, you know? All right, then I'm, uh, we'll get to it then. All right. Well, let's just kind of dive in. You know, we're first episode of Ghost Island. Uh, let's meet our cast and all that good stuff. So our episode just begins with a nice visual. You know, we get this this picture of the the Vale Hotel sign in the puddle. Mm, nice neon sign. Yeah, this family just runs through it because it's raining out. The family stomps through the puddle of water and it's just baby screaming. Sounds like sounds terrible. Yeah, it's nighttime and there's a baby screaming, so you're already set up for horror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they walk into this hotel, they ring the bell, and they wait for probably the well at the time I thought the worst ever front desk person like imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn bad. Yeah. We get some numbers on the screen telling us that we're in 1983. This episode does a lot of like uh, travel around time, really. Yeah, four different time periods that I counted. Ooh. So this hotel, it's massive. This is a big hotel. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's the only one on the island, too. And this family of three is just out of luck because there are no rooms available for them to sleep in. There's a manger next door. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I thought. There's So we got the mom. I, I don't remember her name. I think it's uh, let me look at IMDb real quick. Uh, it doesn't tell me. OK, yeah, <laughs> it's probably something with a horror director's name because all these characters, just like the other seasons. Yes. Are named after famous horror icons this one um you know kind of interesting enough i'll talk about it later but they're all named after uh horror authors i think this time around 
Um, the mom tells this guy, this front-end kid, that her kids are exhausted and they'll do anything to just have one single night in the hotel to sleep because it's the only place to sleep. And this front desk is just like, no. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, go away. Yeah, he's just Plan like... better. Yeah, he's just also like, oh, should have made a reservation. See ya. It's like... Okay. It's raining out, and this is the only place that these people could possibly sleep on this entire island. <laughs> I'm not asshole. going to say, Cortland, I'm not going to say that this man is right, and that, you know, they should just go sleep in the ocean. Like, he can just let them stay in the lobby or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, but, mm-hmm. how did these people end up in a situation Dude, right? where they're at this island, and they don't have a reservation, and this this hotel is massive? So they have to know, like, the capacity of how many people can be on this island. Because there's only so much I know. shelter to be I know. The, the writing on it is is odd. I mean, we might find out. We might find out they got, like, teleported by aliens to this island. We don't know. That's true. Um, but there is a there is a room that's available. It's room 13. Because the mom peeks over the counter and she's like, hey, what about that room? And he's like, we don't rent out that room because of hotel policy. So... The mom starts getting pissed. She's like, what do you want us to do? Sleep outside in the rain? And this dude doesn't give a shit. He's like, yeah, he should have planned better. See ya. And he walks away. (laughs) You know, he is very bad, but he would be worse if he was just like, you know what? Take this key. (laughs) Room 13. Yeah, but why is that key even there then? Like, Oh, it should definitely not be there. Because, yeah. I mean, look, it's room 13. This is the whole reason for the season. We know it's going to be haunted, but... Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it right out here. The kid, oh, yeah. who's who's probably about nine or ten, she pats her mom on the, and they nod at each other. And she goes behind the counter. She snatches that key. And the family makes their way down the hallway into room 13. You know, they just yeah. steal it. I'm like, this is ours now. Yeah. And I don't blame them. <laughs> Found it in a while. Like, dibsies. It's mine. They open up the door. They enter it. And then it closes with a huge bang <laughs> behind them, which is kind of the opposite of stealth. <laughs> But I, I take it it wasn't them that slammed it. Why would they do that? In the room, mom's drawing a bath, and uh, the kid, the the like nine-year-old, whose name is Betty Ann, by the way. Yeah, Cortland. Yeah, her look, name look, is look. Betty Ann. I like that her name was Betty Ann. I know that was a fun callback. It was cute. Sure, it's a nice callback, but you don't get to stand where she stood. <laughs> Maybe Betty Ann does something awesome later. Who knows? But... She's playing with the classic, like, speaking spell. You know, it's all, like, spell yeah. beautiful. And she's, like, uh, the B and the A, and she's great. She's spelling it. B-E-A-U-T-I-F-L. Yeah. That's how I always spell beautiful. She's getting all her words correct. Then it asks her to spell danger as the lights, like, start to flicker. Now, this scene, Brandon, it's really cool. Um, you know, Betty Ann, she gets uncomfortable. She spells out danger, but she gets correct. Um, ask her to spell danger again and a few more times. There's this awesome panning shot of the room, and this is all done in, like, one take, it looks like. Really cool stuff. I love seeing one-take shots, and um, they did a great job with this. You know, Betty Ann, she gets up, she walks across the room, over with Mom. She The bathtub starts, like, spurting out this gross, like, black liquid, so she turns mm-hmm. that shit off. She walks into the main room where Betty Ann is, uh, or asking where Betty Ann is, and then she sets the baby down, because she's got a baby. And she looks at the closet. Betty Ann's not there. She gets worried. She's calling for her daughter. She checks the hallway real quick. And then we hear, like, Betty Ann distantly call for help. Help me. I'm Betty Ann. Yeah. It's it's cool, though. Like, I'm I'm kind of invested right here, you know? I, I don't know. It probably helps that I have a kid and this would be awful. <laughs> awful, yeah, I don't awful. Know. Missing kids already just put me 
It gets unease. Me. Yeah, me too. It gets worse, though, because when the mom walks back in, she looks at the speaking spell, and we hear Betty Ann call for help again. She drops that shit. She looks over at her baby, which I think her name, her baby's name was Aaron. No, her baby's name was The Stig. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> her baby's name is Stig. And um, <laughs> it's just, she, like, looks at the baby, and it's just totally gone. Like, the baby disappears within a, a quick, like, her looking down and looking back up, which would be yeah. so terrifying. Fucking terrifying. She looks for her baby. She can't find that baby. The door bangs. She looks into a mirror that's hanging up in the wall because this this hotel, like, spoilers, has just a shit ton of mirrors. Uh, the door opens up behind her as she walks closer to that mirror. A face pops out. And then we get a cut, quick cut to the room, and it's empty. And then the mirror just, like, starts dripping some water. And then we get our spooky intro. Yeah. It's pretty. I like the intros. I do, too. I think they're cool. I know they're not quite the same as, like, the original intros, but... Uh, Imagery no, is I really like that cool. they're they're all themed around the the season. Yeah, this one's got a lot of like water and mirrors and you know the island. It's good. Yeah. I put good stuff in my notes. I like it. <laughs> it is good stuff. Yeah. Back in the episode, Circles by Postmone starts playing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was I was like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme because uh, this was like the first song in any of these. <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Darks that I recognize because I'm old? Same, yeah. Other than when they play, you know, 90s music for nostalgia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Circle. I think it's a great song. Yeah, I like Post Malone. I don't know any other Post Malone songs except for this one, but I uh, really like it. Post Malone, I thought that it was, um, I thought he was Shia LaBeouf for a long time. He looks exactly like Shia LaBeouf. He he does. He looks like a dirtbag Shia LaBeouf, which, you know. Is also just Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> anyway, we warp inside to a house where there's this young girl. Her name's Kayla, and she's dancing around. She's packing some clothes, and then she drops some stuff, and she just stares at a photograph. And um, this is like a theme for this episode because the photograph has her sister in it. Mm-hmm. Her twin sister. Yes. Yep. Her twin sister, whose name is Bella, and we'll meet her a little bit kind of later. From the closet busts out her friend, Leo. He's wearing some clothes or whatever. He's asking her to rate her. <laughs> Which she's She's wearing some clothes. Yes. I know, right? I wrote that note and I was like, hmm, that sounds weird, but I'm going to go with it anyway. He's he's asking her to rate him out of 10. She gives him a 10. Says he looks marvelous. He tells her, oh, stop. Go on. So Leo, he takes a look at what she's packing. He's like, oh, fuck this shit. Get this book out of here. We're going to a goddamn tropical resort. What's this old nasty grandma sweater? Leo. How do you how do you feel about like Kayla and Leo so far? Uh, they're all right. Yeah, I think so too. Kayla Kayla is very uh, teenage drama. Like it, mm-hmm. every every one of those books I read is a girl who's like, oh, I'm just gonna read while everybody else is having fun, and someone's got to be like, no, girl, you gotta yes. live. Yes, girl, live it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Leo, who I guess is kind of the uh, first official openly gay character of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, even though we had Mr. Pym and Mr. Collins, but I guess they weren't, they never really said anything about it, so. Uh, yeah, Sardo never, never openly. I mean, Sardo technically had a child, so. <laughs> hey, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> right, you're right. Um, but yeah, Leo's a, a first openly gay character, and, uh. I love that stuff. I love representation. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, Kayla gets a little upset and she, you know, plops down on her bed saying, you know what? Maybe we just shouldn't go. And Leo puts her head on hers because he's a very supportive friend saying, look, we knew this wasn't going to be easy, but it's what she would have wanted. Come on, let's get up. And this isn't going to be a sad girl summer. So pack this top and throw this hideous grandma shit away. Uh, And he's (laughs) like, also, I'm going to be stealing this ring. And outside a car horn honks, which 
I mean, we all know that means it's time to go. To the ladies club. Oh my god, ladies club meeting. Yes. <laughs> See how many people get that reference. Uh, hopefully everybody, right? <laughs> Shout out to Grandma from uh, Tale of the Badge. We cut over to a group of kids on a boat. We're on a boat now. We're living it up. Everybody's taking selfies and having a good time. Where's the parents, though, Brandon? <laughs> I don't know. This is like a tiny little boat. It is. It's, there's, uh, what, there's like five people on it or something? Yeah. There's not very many people on it. There's no adults. <laughs> we do meet all of the main cast, you know, our quote-unquote Midnight Society, which they never refer to themselves as yet. Um, no. We got Kayla and Leo, who we met, and then we also have Summer, and we have Ferris. And that's that. Yeah, it took me a while to catch all those names. Yeah, me too. That's why when I took my notes, I watched the episode first, and then I took my notes, and it helped out a lot. And that was Smart. my biggest worry, is that they weren't going to say their names for a while, and I don't want another Tale of the Dark Dragon, where I don't know Mariah's name for <laughs> 20 minutes of the 23-minute yeah. episode. <laughs> so yeah, I watched the episode first. Uh, there's also another girl on the boat that's Summer's cousin, Jules, who Ferris is trying to flirt with, but she's not having any of that. Okay, I never caught her name. Yeah, it was Jules. Um, the group of kids is, they're all probably around like 15 or so, I would say. 15, 16, maybe? Yeah, they're on the older teen side. Yeah, and then Jules is like 18 or 19 or something. I don't know. But it's kids. There's no parents. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who paid for this trip, but uh, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it can't have been cheap. Right? I know. They're going to a fucking tropical island. Even though they must live like 10 minutes away from this island if they're taking a rowboat to the island. <laughs> yeah. But still, the, the hotel cost alone. The, the hotel cost, because this is a very luxurious hotel. It's a resort. It's um, it's weird. It's weird to me. And uh, maybe they'll explain it? Probably not. Uh, the kids recreate the classic scene from Titanic real quick with Leo playing the role of Rose. You know, where it's like, oh, I don't, I've never seen Titanic. Oh, I'm flying, I'm flying, or did, whatever. Wait. Yeah. Did you just say you've never seen Titanic, and have we had this conversation before? I've never seen Titanic from start to finish. I've seen clips of it and stuff. Like, I get the gist of Titanic. <laughs> okay, boat sinks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's enough room for both of them, but no. <laughs> no, there's not. Oh, great. I saw, look, I saw a gift just yesterday of two horses on a door flying across, like, some water. So, yeah, there was definitely enough room for both of them. Was it animated? No, it was two live horses. <laughs> Why are two live horses on a door gliding across water? I don't know, but it was majestic as fuck, Brandon. Okay. All right. We get a nice look at the island, and then we get a cool drone shot of a small ghost island of sorts, which then gets washed away in a really nice edited shot. It's really cool. And then yeah, we're on there's like, a lot the beach. There's a lot of interesting transitions. I love transitions. <laughs> Mostly because they get us from scene to scene. We then take a look at the veil, and the kids get off a golf cart now because they got a golf cart ride from the boat to the hotel i guess and they walk up to go and check in they're talking about how this place is called ghost island and there's ghosts and about how this bellhop disappeared and shit it's all very ghostly yeah immediately they're like hey this place is haunted <laughs> summer she tells leo that the reviews are great so shut up and we go over to kayla who looks up at this crusty looking window and she sees somebody moving in there and this is kind of one of our first shots of, like, Kayla's face. And we get a lot of shots of Kayla's face in this episode. Yeah. Kayla looks at things. She looks at a lot of stuff. And we look at her looking at it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but enough of that. We head into the hotel. Somebody gives Jules a hug. And it's her boyfriend, which Ferris gets pissed about because he's horny. And mm -hmm. uh, this dude's name is Robbie, I guess. I don't know. It really doesn't matter. This, he's not in the episode no, again. Not at all. 
Jules checks them in online so they get their room keys and also they get upgraded to the Paradise Suite, Brandon. Hell yeah. They're going to Paradise. Ferris is all like, fuck this shit. But Leo's like, takes that shit. He's like, nah, we're taking this Paradise Suite. And I don't blame him. I would too. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I know, right? Free upgrades? Give me that. Give me that shit. At the front desk, they meet up with another of the worst front desk people ever. Who is this hotel? This hotel hiring? only hires assholes. I don't get it. Yeah, this hotel. Or maybe... only assholes apply. I don't know. It could be that. I mean, he he does. His name is like Stanley, I think. Um, yeah, Stanley check. Hotel. Get it. Yeah, Stanley. Anyway, he's the, he apparently he's the hotel manager, too. But we'll talk about that in a minute here. The guy at the front desk, you know, the kids are like, is this place haunted? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course it is. This hotel is filled with tortured souls. Just like me. It's like, dude, if you don't like your job, then just like leave the island. But mm, whatever. Kayla asks if people have disappeared from this hotel and the dude laughs it off saying no. And he hands the kids the keys and they walk down a familiar hallway that we saw back in 1983. It's, it's full of mirrors, which the kids talk about. The mirrors in the in the hallway, though, they're like very black. I don't really know about them yeah like the hallway doesn't look pleasant uh-uh. like even even without the haunted room it just doesn't look very cheery no no these mirrors are very dark for some reason and i didn't even know they were mirrors because they kind of look just like windows that are blacked out but i guess they're mirrors okay so we're still in the hallway now and at the door kayla looks around and <laughs> this shot is very weird she sees room 14 like she looks one way she sees room 14 she stops, she looks the other way, and she seems room 12, and it's very dramatic, and she's like, where's yeah. room 13? And it takes a really long time for this. It's, it's just weird. Um, Stanley, the manager of the Vale, he tells them that there is no room 13 due to superstition. And yeah. that's, that's kind of that. They're just like, oh, okay. Another song plays as the kids walk into their just amazing room, and I, for one, wondered again why they're here and why there's no parents <laughs> yes. involved. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, this room would be like thousands of dollars a day. Yeah, exactly. And that was like my biggest thing coming into Ghost Island because I knew that they were going to be on like a tropical resort. And I just wondered like why and where their parents. So they need to explain this. Like I I won't accept anything (laughs) if they're not going to tell me why they're here. Kayla's excited because there's a pool table in the middle of the room, which is pretty dope. And Leo freaks out because he didn't bring enough clothes to fit in the closet because they're just so damn big. You don't have to fill it up, Leo. I know, that's what I thought. I was like, dude, it's fine. You can have a couple empty hangers there, man. The kids kind of hug and we look out to see a really pretty shot of like what they're going to be staying in for who knows how long. Looks great. Everyone's impressed except Ferris, who hates everything about this because... Because Jules has a boyfriend, right? Yeah, and the boyfriend's the one who upgraded him to this suite. So he's just like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about Ferris out of all the kids. He's probably my least favorite right now. I mean, his only trait is he wants to bang jewels. Yeah, that's kind of meh. Later on, Kayla's unpacking, and, and she stops, and she's like, God, it's fucking hot in here. So she goes over to, like, the thermostat, and there's, like, a fly buzzing at her, which annoys her, which doesn't really get brought up again yet here. But it's 70, she, t- she turns it down from, like, I don't know, 90 degrees to 76 degrees or something, and then she hears, like, some dripping, and she sees some black goo on the counter, and she's like, ugh, you know, because it's gross. Mm-hmm. And then coming from the vents, like, the, that's where the dripping's from, and it's fucking nasty. Yeah, it's yuck. It's fucking disgusting. Also, who had that set to, like, 90 degrees? Yeah, I don't know. They 
they're already in like a tropical paradise. <laughs> it's yes. hot outside already. What's going on? I mean, it would get expensive to air condition that room though, because like every, all the windows and stuff are already open. So, like, what are we doing? Are we heating the? Are we cooling cooling the outside here? Look, it's expensive, but also this room is expensive. All right. Okay, fair enough. I mean, the kids probably aren't even paying for it anyway. But whatever. You know what? Enough of that. Now we're poolside. Okay. <laughs> Ferris and Leo are arguing about superheroes and shit. Stupid. Kayla's relaxing and she smiles over at some kids that are playing on the sand. And it's like two identical twin sisters, I think. And she's reminiscing about how she used to have an identical twin sister. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, it's not really explained yet. But no, after knowing, like, yeah, that's what she's doing. She tells the boys that she'll be back in a sec because she needs some some her time, you know, some alone time. She needs some Kayla time. She needs to look at some things. She's got a She's got to think. She sits down alone and she sees a boy that's fumbling with like a hacky sack or something. And he, he smiles at her and he waves and then she waves back. Then he just kind of walks away. Yeah. <laughs> He's just walking around. And during this, there's a song that I don't know what it's called, but it's like a very on the nose song about being a sad girl. Oh, unremarkable. Kayla reaches into her <laughs> back pocket and takes out a picture of all her friends and her sisters there. And then Summer pops up and she says, what's all the hubba? Kayla swears she doesn't sneak off to look at old photos all the time, but Summer's all, check this shit out. And she pulls out her phone, and she shows Kayla a video of Summer dancing with Kayla's sister. Yeah, and at this point, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Because Kayla's sister, Bella, is a twin. So I thought she was like, check this out. And she just pulled up a video of Kayla (laughs) and her dancing. dancing, And I was like, why would you show this to her? Like, what does this have to do with her sister? I love it. I kind of wonder, too, because it's not really clear what's going on yet, but Kayla wonders why her identical twin sister, Bella, would want them to come to this island. But Summer's like, mm-hmm. look, we're here. Bella had a great way of bringing us all together. And they watch the video again and laugh as we pan out and we look out into the sun, which fades to a white sheet. So we're going to get some backstory. It's not really disclosed what year this is, but we have Kayla and we have baby Bella. They're like seven years old or something. And she, uh, Bella is telling the story of the night nurse, which I thought was a really nice callback. I thought it was cool. Yeah. One of the cool things about this episode, um, this series, you know, Ghost Island as compared to like, um, Curse of the Shadows, that it, there's a lot less of that, like, forced callback so far, which is cool. Yeah, so far. I mean, there's a couple like, more. Like, calling one of the characters Betty Ann. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's a nice nod, you know? And this, like, talking about the night night nurse, like, they don't go on and on about how awesome the night nurse story was and all that shit. Like, it's it's just kind of like these subtle, somewhat subtle nods to the show, which are nice. The kids yeah. giggle. Kayla says that she tells, you know, the best stories, and, and then they kind of get sad. And <sighs> this part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to just to derail this. I, y'all have to cut this out. But I was just thinking, like, yeah, there's not... They're, the the callbacks are all very subtle, and then I thought of one that's not fucking subtle at all, and it like ruined the episode for me. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We'll all right. Sorry. Get, no, get okay. back on. Keep that. In. Get back on track. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your vacation bestie. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we have. We're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. Thanks again for helping us reach 100,000 downloads. It's a huge podcast milestone that a lot of podcasts never really see. I plan on starting up a giveaway very soon to show my thanks to the fans. I've collected a couple of great items so far, but I want to get some more before I announce the giveaway details. So stay tuned. 
For up-to-date information, follow us on Twitter at UANPod and on Instagram at UpAllNightPodcast. I'll be posting more information there as soon as the giveaway begins. We also post regularly for just about every episode we cover. We do have quite a collection of handmade gifts, memes, and more for you to enjoy. Every Wednesday night at 7.30pm Eastern, we do live watch parties on Instagram where we'll watch full-length episodes of horror anthology shows. This week we'll be starting up Ghost Island, and I hope to see you there. I go live pretty regularly on Twitch too, so if you want to hang out with me while I play some video games, you can follow me on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash privateislandc. You can help support our show on Patreon at patreon.com slash privateisland. We post a few times a week with new content, like early release episodes, new plot point episodes where we talk about movies from our past, and more. All, do- all donations go right back into the show, like helping us secure more advertisement and funding some giveaways. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Veniswitch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, and Meredith, the Silver Goth, Steven, Mr. Normal, Preston, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, and Rachel, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. This week, we're starting up the third reboot season of Are You Afraid of the Dark, so we'll be on Ghost Island for the next month or so. Of course, after that, we are diving into our next series, which is going to be Tales from the Crypt, and I'm super excited and cannot wait to see what horrors this show has to offer. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in. We really appreciate each and every one of you. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Uh, so so the kids are sad now, and um, Kayla asks Bella, do you really believe that ghosts are real? And Bella, in all her, like, seven-year-old wisdom, she just stops <laughs> and she says, I know they are. And then Kayla asks, so when you die, will you become a ghost too? And Bella, she thinks for a moment, and she says, yes. But when I do, I'll come back to haunt you, I promise. So it's kind of like, I wasn't sure what was going on right here. You know, I was like, because... Obviously, Kayla's upset that Bella's not there. At first, I thought, like, maybe they're like, oh, Bella just, like, moved away or something, right? Like, it was a friend. I didn't know she was her twin mm-hmm. sister. Um, but no, Brandon. Like, spoilers, Bella died. Yeah. Like, and it, it wasn't a sudden thing. Like, she knew she was going to die. Like, she must have had some kind of disorder or disease. Yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty pretty heavy, you know, stuff. That for, is, yeah. For the Midnight Society, we've never had, like, a, an official death in the Midnight Society. Rest in peace, Eric, eaten by the wolves, but they don't talk about that. This is, like, no. this first time, like, a main, essentially a main Midnight Society member has passed away. Really cool. Like, I, I'm excited to explore this more. Let's see. We cut back to Kayla, who snaps awake in her bed because she was sleeping now, and she looks around because she heard somebody crying. So... She gets up out of her bed and she's like, hello, you okay? To nobody in particular. Just like the room. She makes yeah. her way to the hallway where she follows the sound of crying. And then we see somebody like zip past her, kind of like in a jump scare fashion. Just like walk behind her. But Kayla didn't see it. Like she turns around, but she's gone already. She runs into this mom, right? The mom from the flashback. Yep. Who asks Kayla if uh, she's Didn't age a day. Looking fabulous. No, no. She looks great. And she's just looking for her kids. Kayla hasn't, you know, she's like, I don't know where your kids are or whatever. And the mom walks away and Kayla hears more crying from a door. So she goes up to it and she tries to open it up. And suddenly the manager appears behind her. Kayla tells him uh, there's somebody crying in this room. 
he gets sassy with her, telling her she's cray cray, but you know, ultimately he opens up the door and it's just a simple linen closet, Brandon. There's no people crying in the linen closet. Yeah, I don't know. I had I had trouble with this where she's like Oh, I thought I heard somebody crying, but I guess not. And it's like, no, a distressed woman just yeah. came up to you and said she's missing her kids. And you were just like, well, shrug her shoulders and walk away. That was, yeah, that's a problem here. This this manager guy, he gets sassy with Kayla and is super unprofessional about it. And Kayla's all like, I swear I heard something. He suggests it was a nightmare. And my question was, why didn't she bring up the fact that she saw that girl asking where her children are? Like. This is the hotel manager be like, hey, there's a lady that has lost her children. <laughs> that, yep. That's clearly where the crying <laughs> came from. That's a big thing. Help her find her kids, please. N- nope. Not really. Um, not really on Kayla's agenda. She doesn't care about the kids. <laughs> She's like, I, somebody woke me up from my sleep. That's all I care about. It's uh, <laughs> Kayla needs her beauty rest. I was very um, puzzled by why she didn't bring up the fact that she literally just ran into a mom that lost her children. Yeah. The and then it's staff. like somebody sat around here i don't know it just seems like uh, there's a negative vibe <laughs> but I, I can't put my finger on it it's uh it's weird anyway okay so next up we're on the next day and the kids are walking along the beach and ferris is carrying some wood and he's complaining about jules having a boyfriend again and leo tells him dude stop being such a simp i don't know what a simp is i think it's somebody that just like likes somebody that's never gonna like them yeah i don't know how i feel about hearing the word simp yeah in are you afraid of the dark i'm pretty sure that the word simp got banned from twitch so i think it's pretty bad but um he puts more wood into ferris's hands the kids start making their way to a little place to have a fire while playing never have i ever right so they, they start playing never have I ever we it's we find some do. deep lore of our characters like how leo's never cut his own bangs and ferris has never been to space uh it's kayla's turn but leo catches her checking out that hot babe from earlier yeah, the guy who just seems to walk around aimlessly all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Leo calls dibs on him. <laughs> which, which they have like a little like, hey, you can't you can't call dibs on a person. They're not like a slice of pizza. What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? It's uh, really good stuff. Leo invites the guy over to hang out with them in their little campsite. And Leo introduces the gang and it turns out this guy's name is Max. So Max is the one that's been walking around smiling at people. Kayla asks if he likes s'mores after a little awkward pause that is kind of annoying. And then we warp to nighttime where the kids are sitting next to the campfire and it's all lit up. And, you know, they're having their little faux Midnight Society meeting, right? I mean, it's pretty much a real Midnight Society meeting. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Just they, they kind of explain things a little bit here. Max asks them where they're from and Kayla tells them they're from Derby, which yeah, it's a nod to Locker 22. You know, that was the school... Nobody knows what Derby is. Like, you have to explain a little bit more there, Kayla. But yeah, she doesn't. I don't know what, what the hell she's talking about. She's, I'm just from Derby. Max is like, oh, okay, I from live on this Derbs. island. <laughs> from that shitty school. That's <laughs> graffiti on every single locker. Max lives on the island, and, and Leo asks why he's staying at the hotel. But he's like, oh, I work there. Summer, she thinks that's dope. But Max tells him it's boring, and he just wants to get off the island. Like, yeah, we can tell it's boring. You're not doing anything, bud. <laughs> You're just walking around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I work at the hotel. It's like, do you? I'm not so sure. Sounds like all you, you do, do is take You breaks. do something. Plays hacky sack. <laughs> Ferris asks why it's called Ghost Island, because they just will not get off of this topic. And, and Max is like, well, sometimes we don't get very many visitors, but mostly it's because of all the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that'll do it. Yeah, that'll that'll give that nickname. The kids want to know some more, and Max says that the ghost came from uh, room 13, which the manager totally lied about. And all mm-hmm. of this is just a setup for us to get a story within a story, which, honestly, Brandon, I'm totally here for. Yeah, I want these to just be stories. Give me the stories within the stories, man. Max suggests that he could tell the story, but the kids get kind of uncomfortable about this. It's a little odd. Ferris tells them that they, they, they don't do that kind of stuff. And uh, Kayla tells them that it's since her sister passed away, they used to have a secret club where they got together at midnight and they told stories and they held seances and they did all sports of spooky shit. But since Bella died, it just wasn't fun anymore, which is really cool. I want to explore this. You know, I want to I want to know and help Kayla heal through this journey, you know? Yeah, sure. Kayla says that Bella used to talk about Ghost Island all the damn time and they made a pact to come here last summer. But, well, anyway, they're here now and. Kayla suggests that they hear this story. It's, it's one night, they got a special guest, she calls for favor, and the kids kind of all reluctantly just raise their hands and agree. It takes a really long time uh, for them to kind of agree to have Max tell his story. And it's nice, you know, they're they're just kind of keeping out for, for Kayla. They don't want her to feel bad. It's not sad girl summer, Brandon. Yeah. But Kayla, she's, you know, she's here, she's, she's doing this for Bella. Yeah. And she knows Bella would love... A spooky story. Yeah, a spooky story from a random dude that just kind of walks around all the time. There's some yeah. kind of awkward parts here where Max begins a story, but Ferris interrupts asking for marshmallows. Pretty annoying. And then Max starts back up saying that the hotel on this island has a haunted room. And we flash over to the 13th room. We see a flashback of guests at varying time periods. This part's pretty cool, too. They kind of, like, come in and then they fade away. We have, like, somebody from the 80s. We have a soldier looking at something... This old-timey girl shows up with a song about, like, merry-go-rounds playing, which will come up again later. Some mm-hmm. dude with a case of money and an employee vacuuming. They all just kind of, like, fade in and out as the camera pans around the room. Max says they all vanish, though, and that this is one of those stories. So we cut over to the fire where Max starts trying to submit his story. <laughs> and this part is very awkward. Kayla's Here we like, go, Cortland. Kayla's like, no, This is the part I was talking about earlier. This part, yeah, it made me feel weird and it was just like what is going on max gets up and he's like dang i wish i had something that i could like throw in the fire and make it go like Poosh. but the kids are all like no no please please don't do that that's a fire hazard but he's like oh there's some cocoa powder <laughs> he throws it in the oh, fire and it blazes up anyway and i'm just like really really weird that this is all happening <laughs> yeah this part physically hurt me to watch this this whole sequence it was just very awkward very cringy <sighs> It was very, very forced. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. He's like, oh, I'm going to submit this story. And it's like, dude, no one submits ghost stories. You just start telling them. Yeah, right. Oh, I got to make the fire go whoosh. Like, no, you don't. Just <laughs> tell your story. <laughs> like, obviously, this is what I call this did. one the tale of the... No, no just no. start telling it. No, yeah, exactly. I love it. I, I love it in the way that it's like, what the fuck is happening, you know? so bad obviously the kids like did this in their midnight society because they're all like looking at each other like how the fuck does he know like our ritual but that doesn't ever come up so I, no. it just it doesn't really work this is <sighs> this max fella he just kind of acts like this is how you tell a story like, yeah. this is <laughs> the beginning of every story it's just common knowledge <laughs> it's it's really weird he calls this the tale of room 13 though which is you know the title of the plain episode. And generic of a title <laughs> you could give it. Yeah, after all of that. Oh boy, Brandon. We warped to 1996. <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> Love that year. My stomping grounds. Some dude is dancing in the front room of the view. What's he dancing to, Cortland? He is jamming to Celine Dion, who wants to see me like that. You know? Hell yeah. I forgot completely about this song, so when it played, I was like, is this my girl Selena? <laughs> or Celine? <laughs> you know? It's great. Yeah. I love this song. When you think of mid-90s Celine Dion songs, like, this just gets overshadowed. It does, which is a shame, because it's a really good song. The phone rings, so he takes off his Walkman and he answers it. Mm, but he answers it saying, What's up? <laughs> it's 1996! Okay, hold on. I have a problem here, because that wasn't a thing until 1999. Oh, I didn't look it up, but I was oh, like, I, I, f- I feel like that was later, but I was like, you know what? I'm sure they did their research. No. They, they googled top cultural touchstones of 1996 well the thing that got me is like i said i saw this before i started writing my notes later on they talk about scream which did come out in 1996 it's yeah i looked that up it's december you know they're doing their their christmas stuff was up didn't really get popular until scary movie came out right well when did the commercial the commercial came out in 1999 okay so it didn't start getting popular until 1999 and then it got super popular when scary movie came out and it was like an advertisement that ran from like 1999 to 2000 or something. So okay, so Max invented it. That's really cool. Yeah, he invented it for this story. It's uh, it, it, I was just like, wait, what? You know, but whatever. It's just a stupid detail. Yeah, he's just telling the story wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's adding his own little Max flair to this. Like story. he's he's like what 16? He wasn't alive in 1996. So yeah, he's he just like, even know. what did they have in the 90s? I don't know. Boy George, what's up? It's Celine Dion. Yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> There's not anybody at the phone at first, and then he hears somebody asking for help, and he's all, okay, okay. What can I help you with? Well, this this girl on the other line, she's cold, so he apologizes, asks what room she's in, and then there's a whooshing noise, and the phone goes dead. So the kid the kid slams it down because. I don't. This kid never gets a real a name, which is fine. He goes into an elevator. There he sees Ricky because we do get Ricky's name, which is yeah. another employee at Gotta the have Ricky's name. Back in 1996, um, he asks what he's doing after work, and this kid gets got some tickets to go see Scream, which is supposed to be dope. And um, I don't think kids said dope back in the 90s, uh, as far as I remember. But I didn't say dope, but I was also like seven. I say dope all the time now. Right. I feel like that's more of like a late 2000s slang, but that's whatever. Anyway, this kid's got movies and Drew Barrymore's the lead. It's gotta be good. Ricky ain't heard of that shit, but he loves Drew, so he's in. Uh, He's gotta take some towels over to a room or something. What does he love Drew Barrymore in prior to 1996? Like, she was in E.T. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah. Was she in... She was in... uh cat's eye or <laughs> yeah that, uh, that's what he loves her from yeah i guess they must be i don't know she was a big name though i mean people wanted to go see scream because drew barrymore was the lead she was on every poster um west craven was really excited because he kills her in the first like 10 minutes so it was really <laughs> revolutionary yeah and that's what got people to go see it because they want to see drew barrymore i think so th- ricky i think he says he has to go take some towels to miss clove's room um i could be wrong there but i think that's what i heard Anyway, this kid, the front, the bellhop or whatever, he's got to go check on room 13. Ricky's like, dog, that place is haunted. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm just going to go check on it real quick. We zip over to room 13 where the front desk kid just enters the room. He walks over to a light, turns that shit right off, looks at a bathtub, turns that off too. (laughs) Yeah, just like, no bath for you. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's like, asking for help? Not in my watch. No lights, no bathroom. You're out of here. In the mirror, we see a woman walk around, but this kid didn't see that shit. He checks out the phone that's off the hook. He's like, claps, saying, oh, thanks for the prank call. He turns to leave, but instead he looks at the big mirror on the wall and sees in the reflection the phone is still off the hook. Even though it's not in real life. We hear a woman cry, the door slams, he starts knocking on the door, and we look at the hallway, right, where, like, he's knocking on in the inside of the room, and the hallway, you can't hear the knocking, which is yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's cool. Back at the campfire, the kids ask some questions about why he didn't use the phone to get out, and Max is like, oh, he tried. So we zoom back to the story, and we see him try to use the phone, saying he's locked in room 13, he's asking for help. There's somebody on the other line, but they don't really respond back to him. It sounds kind of like old-timey like he's kind of like in a time warp or something yeah Cortland, did you ever see the the movie 1408 i did yeah really got 1408 vibes from this one yeah like like haunted hotels aren't a new thing and stephen king told his uh fair share of haunted hotel stories but this like some of these sequences specifically gave me 1408 vibes yeah i actually saw that movie in theaters and i would love to like watch it again because it's kind of one of those movies where like i think it kind of deserves to be watched twice uh i just have to get around to it i haven't done that yet he slams that phone down and he tries the door but the knob falls off so he tries the window but that's locked or something so he the just window falls off he just breathes on it brandon for a couple of <laughs> couple of seconds <laughs> well, what more can you do yeah i mean i guess i can't blame him i'd breathe on it too maybe it's trying to tell us that it's cold in the room i don't know that old-timey song starts playing again, though, about the merry-go-round going up and down and round and round and stuff. Sounds fun. Yeah, merry-go-rounds are dope. The fireplace lights up, and some more creepy shit happens, and the kid looks into the big mirror, and he sees his reflection in it, and the, and the reflection, like, his neck snaps, and he turns around, and some hands grab the mirror, and this part, this effect, they use this a couple of times, it is like that Freddy Krueger, you know, from Nightmare on Elm Street, where he like pushes his face through um it's it's actually just like cloth like he's pushing his face through stretchy cloth and it looks good i love that effect yeah it looks amazing always anytime you see it it was great back in you know 1980 whatever nightmare on elm street came out like 84 or something it works today it's good stuff we saw it in uh tale of the masked mutant didn't we i mean not tale of the masked mutant but the masked <laughs> mutant uh goosebumps I think episode it's yeah, and it looks great there, too. This is the best part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> By far. We snap back to the room that's empty now, and uh, everything is coming back to Celine Dion again. <laughs> it's all coming back to her, you guys. <laughs> back at the campfire, Max says that he was never heard from again. The end! The kids all laugh. <laughs> Leo's like, that was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Summer's got chills, like, you can check them out. She's got goosebumps and everything. But Ferris, he poo-poos all over it. He asks Max how he knew it happened in that room, and Max is like, I don't know, bro, it's just a story. (laughs) (laughs) Kayla asks where room 13 is and if it's at the end of the hall in the linen closet. She saw somebody in a a secret window when they got there, and and also, you know, she heard all that crying in the hall. Leo agrees, you know, he heard the crying too, but he was like, it was a baby. It was a woman crying for help. She asked you for help. (laughs) That part, Kayla, she doesn't even care about that. (laughs) No. Kayla just really wants to see room 13, but they still need the key. Max is all, well, lucky for you guys, I work at the hotel. 
we zip over to the front desk where Summer is talking to Stanley, saying that, you know, she doesn't want to be a Karen, but her room is too hot and housekeeping sucks. And this is um, when I remembered in Curse of the Shadows where uh, they referred to Sardo as a boomer for a second. You remember that? Yes, I do. Another kind of forced current dig at uh, Karens and boomers and stuff. We watch Max go and he steals the keys and the kids, as the kids are being a distraction. And then they threaten to give a, a bad publicity online for the hotel because Stanley talks about like locking a baby in a dungeon or something. He was just being funny. And... Um, I don't really care for this scene so much. They get five free desserts, though, so I guess it makes up for it. Yeah, you get free desserts. As soon as she's like, I've got 21,000 followers, he's like, oh, would you like free desserts? But, like, Cortland, this is the only hotel on the island. (laughs) (laughs) They don't don't have competition. Like, they don't got to worry about bad reviews so much. And they have dozens of missing people from a room that would definitely have... People, like, you know, asking questions about why no one returns from this one specific hotel. So, like, they've got bigger issues than a bad review by a low-tier influencer. I know. 21,000, look, I mean, it's more than what we have on our social medias, but it's still not that many. (laughs) So, I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe he's just humoring them, but he genuinely is like, fuck, 21,000? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They should have went with like, you know, 2.1 million. Like that might have gotten a little bit of a reaction from him. But hey, you know what? <laughs> we get this slow-mo walk off of an elevator, right? Where they're like acting like bosses, you know, walking down the hallway. Free dessert. It just seems very undeserved to me to have this <laughs> <laughs> slow-mo of them being like bossing their way over to room 13. And eh, whatever. We walk we watch the kids walk down the hallway to that linen closet. They open that shit up. And they start looking for the door to room 13. They don't look very hard. Yeah, it turns out it was just behind a shelf. So they... Yeah, you you move a couple of towels and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They push the, the shit around and then they, uh, they get into room 13. <laughs> Inside the room, it's all furnished, but it's covered in like cloth and stuff. And Summer's like, when's the last time this shit was cleaned? Ferris sneezes because he's got allergies and then... And then he just jumps on the bed, and I'm like, dude, if you got allergies, you shouldn't be jumping on a bed. Yep. He's not very bright. Leo starts looking at himself in the big standing mirror, but Max is all like, hey, knock that shit off. So they cover up the mirror with a, with a cloth, and then uh, the lights start flickering. They blame it on the storm because there's a storm brewing outside, because like tropical islands, like there's always going to be a fucking thunderstorm rolling around for some reason. Summer wants to get the fuck out of there, and, and we see Kayla move, move a picture aside picture on the wall she moves it aside and we see written on it is the word empla yeah which has helped me backwards just like in <gasps> the devil only ghost brandon classic yeah i like it this seems like it is all very much inspired by the tale of the lonely ghost and that was one of my favorite episodes so i'm here for it that old-timey merry-go-round music starts playing and we get some cool shots of the kids from uh, the story right so at this point Max in the room kind of switches on and off between being Max and the kid from the story in a way. Um, like he, we can see him, like he's got his Walkman back on for some shots and it's, it's like, he's kind of remembering like, you know, Oh, I feel like I've been here before. And it's like, dude, you just told a story about this. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's trying to be like a big reveal, but I don't know how many people it would have fooled. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla asks if he's okay. And, 
and he feels like he's been here before and he claims it's fine summer again wants to get the hell out of here leo agrees so they walk towards the door but then they hear someone call out for help and kayla tells everybody that's that's the voice she heard from the woman she saw <laughs> no, just say that yes, part. she's still looking for her kids <laughs> max remembers you know from his story that the door's gonna close so he yells for leo to hold the door but it's too late you know that bang's shut and then we get a nice scene where the kids all freak out and they do a really good job of like acting scared and Kayla grabs the phone. It's dead. She checks their cell phones. There's no service. We look at the bathtub, which turns on and starts spilling black goo. The furniture starts to shake and shit just starts falling off the walls. The fireplace blazes up. Mirror starts glowing. It's cool. Like I would be like, fuck if I was in this situation, you know? Yeah. Shit just starts going crazy. Max walks up to the mirror. We see his reflection in it turn around. And then like the figure stretches out of the mirror again. I don't know what's going on. Kayla calls for Max, but he just kind of stands there for a second. And he walks a little closer to the mirror and some face pushes out of it a little. The kids freak out as they should. and, And Max gets this like possessed face and he starts like floating towards the mirror and like his face gets really close to this figure that's you know pushing itself out of the mirror and it looks like he's gonna Mm -hmm. give it a smooch yeah his neck like jiggles around as he's floating over to the mirror it's weird yeah he gets flung back and then the door opens up so the kids run out of there in a hurry and max runs away and uh yeah like they're in the hallway now max runs out of frame Kayla turns around, but Max has just completely disappeared. Yeah, he ghosted him. Oh my god, you're right, he did. Outside the hotel, we're with Max now, and he runs, and he sits down at, like, the end of the driveway, and we hear some voice over his head talking about the missing bellhop and how Scream is dope, and he reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out a ticket for a showing of Scream for 10 p.m. on December 28th, 1996. Oh, shit. Cortland, were you blown away? No. no i wasn't (laughs) when when did you first suspect he was a ghost um i don't know probably i don't want to say when the first time i saw him probably when he started telling his story i think as soon as he said i want to get off this island i was like oh you can't because you're a ghost yeah that's probably when i kind of was like oh he's he's gonna be a ghost I'm, you know, this is only the first episode, though, so I'm, I, I think he's in it more, so I'm excited to see oh, yeah. where his story goes. He'll be their ghost buddy, for sure. We, we flash back to Ricky in the story, talking about how Drew Barrymore is awesome, and Max says out loud that he's dead, I think? I don't know. We cut back to room 13, where the linen closet opens and then shuts. We pan over to all the mirrors in the hallway, and we see, like, this figure walking around in them with some ominous music playing. And then we... <laughs> And then Brandon, we go over to Kayla and Summer, <laughs> and they're just kind of they just kind of went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been up all night. Yeah, all this, <laughs> going to sleep. All this spooky shit just happened to them, and they're like, "All right, tuck it out. Let's go to bed." You tired me out. <laughs> I wish that woman would stop screaming about her kids and trying to sleep. Yeah, fucking what the hell? I'm gonna have to complain about that in the morning. We look over at a mirror that's in their room, which, like, taps, and then a figure in white appears for a moment. And uh, that's actually the end of the episode. Yeah. Wow. That sets up a lot. Part one, out of of here. In the books. Yeah. So, like, overall, I'm excited to see what's happening next. There's definitely some moments in this episode where I'm like, ugh, you know. But that's just kind of how TV is these days, you know? Yeah. Don't be a simp, Cortland. 
Don't tell me that ever again, Brandon. That word is now banned from the podcast, just like it is on Twitch. <laughs> but that was that was Ghost Island. I'm I'm really looking forward to like I had to stop myself from watching more because the first episode is actually part one and two combined. Um, yeah. So we'll watch the second half next week, and I'm I'm really looking forward. I want to see where this is going to go. What do you think is going to happen like throughout this season, Brandon? What do you think of the big like if there is a big Ooh. twist going to be? I think they're going to go into the mirror world. Dude, you know and there's going go to be some kind world. of monster in there. Some mirror monster. And I think by the end, the people who are trapped in the mirror aren't dead and they'll get out. And yeah. they'll just be like, oh, they're all out now. And they won't question about what these people are supposed to do uh, being out, you know, 30 years after mm. they were sucked in. But whatever. You know, I don't know what like, I, I have a feeling that's how it's going to be, too. It's probably going to have a happy ending where, you know, this place is no longer ghost island want to know what i hope happens brandon what i hope that everybody on the island is ghosts except for these kids like the midnight society like i hope they go into the mirror world they're like yay we saved the day and they come back and everything is dilapidated and ghostly and they have to escape the island that would be cool do you think we're gonna see a ghost bella at any point I feel like we have to. I feel like Kayla has to. She's going to go into the other side of the mirror, which is going to be like the afterlife. And she's going to see Bella mm-hmm. and connect with her. I feel like that has to happen. Yeah, I hope so. But I don't write for television. So maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? <laughs> no, no one would pay me to write for television. We have a lot of characters to meet, Brandon. You want to meet them? Yes. Who are these people? All right. Well, first off, we have Kayla, whose name is Kayla King, by the way, inspired by Stephen King, of course. And uh, Kayla's played by, I'm probably going to say her name wrong, so, Telsey Hoyne. I don't don't know. I'm not even going to try. I know. I'm sorry. If she listens to the show, I'm sorry. I just butchered your name. She hasn't been in a lot of things because she's not very old. (laughs) She had her first role in 2014. She played Josephine in a a short called Guardian Angel. Um, She has been in Nickelodeon before. She was in some shorts. Um, She was a host for some shorts. Or bathtub chef or something. I don't know. Uh, she was in a, a TV series called Drama Club for ten episodes. Just roll with it for two episodes. Just a couple of couple of things. God friended me. Uh, I've heard of that before. Sure, um, some things. We have Leo played by Luca Padovan, and Luca has been in you know equally little things because he's again not that old. Right. These kids are like five. Yeah, he was in. He's done a lot of voice work though. For Super Wings, he played Jet for 47 episodes. Uh, he was in The Rocketeer for six episodes, which is another TV show on, I think, Niccolo- or uh, Disney, maybe. Is there a new Rocketeer? There was, yeah. it's. I think it's huh. done, though. It's okay. just a quick little uh, you know, kids show on, on Disney. Um, he was in The Magicians for an episode. That's about it. Uh, next up, we got Summer, and she's played by... Oh, I'm sorry. Leo's last name, by the way, Stoker. Yeah, Leo B. Stoker. Yeah, the the B stands for Bram, probably. <gasps> um, <laughs> so we have Summer Da Costa, which is the only name I think that doesn't have like a literary um, author last name. But uh, Summer's played by Dior Goodjohn or Goodjohn. I don't know. Uh, she's only been in like five things: Glee, Raven's Home. She was the Duchess in Raven's Ooh, Home. Ooh, fantastic! Yep. Uh, head of the class, and then unicorn, and then are you afraid of the dark? Uh, we have Ferris Poe. <laughs> like Edgar yeah. Allen, you guys. Ferris has been in probably the most things, I think, because he does a lot of voice work uh, for 
kids shows like uh, Puff Academy and Dinosaur Train Adventure Island. He's in he's in a show called Chip and Potato that he's been in for 50, 58 episodes. Chip, chip, chip and Potato. <laughs> Love that show. Yeah, who doesn't? Let's see. I think that's our main Midnight Society guys. So we have Max as well, played by Connor Sherry. Max Matheson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Connor, Matheson. Connor's been in a couple of things here or there. He's coming up. He was in something after Are You Afraid of the Dark called Carter. He was in three episodes of The Terminal List. Um, the Devil You Know, Cold Wall. I don't know. Some things I haven't heard of. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else? We have Stanley. Stanley Crane. Certainly he was in some things. He's a grown-ass man. Yeah, his name is Julian Curtis. Stanley Crane, by the way, is a, a nod to um, Ichabod Crane for some reason. Um, he was in... Not as many things as I was expecting. Hold on. Oh, no, no. He was in good, a good amount of things here. Uh, his first role was in 2005 in Italian Fair. Classic. Yeah. He was in five episodes of Dance Academy. Uh, four episodes of a show called Spooked. What is that? Is that a horror anthology show? Do we have to add that to the list? I think it might be. Let me look. A team of ghost hunters set out to investigate the awesomeness of the unknown. <gasps> okay. No, it's not an anthology. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look and see if he was in anything I recognize. Not really. He was in Hashtag Apocalypse. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, nothing. He was. No, I thought that said the Big Bang, but it was actually the next big thing. So that one. Yeah, whatever. Next. That's kind that's of pretty much it. That's kind of all I want to talk about, really. Those are kind of the main people that have speaking lines, anyway. I mean, we do have the yeah. woman, uh, Camilla Issa, who plays the woman in white, but we haven't really met the quote-unquote woman in white. Um, that's the mom yeah, from I'm, the beginning. We'll get more in next episodes. I yeah, think. we'll save her for later. I think that's that's kind of it, really, for this episode here, because we're not going to talk about morals or. Um, I mean, we could do an alternative name because this episode is called the tale of room 13. It should be called the tale of where's our parents. <laughs> the tale of why are we here and who paid for this? Yeah. Yeah. What the, the tale of who let these kids on this Island? <laughs> the tale of why isn't this hotel shut down? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's already been disclosed that people leave like to the point where the hotel staff already know is like, there is no room 13. Like that's where the shit happens. Um, one thing I want to talk about, Brandon, the ending for this one. So when they get out of room 13 and they go to bed because they're tired, uh, the mm-hmm. ghost starts like roaming the hallways. Right. And this very much reminded me of Curse of the Shadows in the first episode when they go into the woods and then they come out. And that's when like the monster can come back out of the woods and start stalking these kids. Yeah, it's kind of the exact same thing going on in this one. Huh. you're right. We already saw this. We saw this in Curse of the Shadows. I don't like I mean granted I don't know if that's what's going to happen if they're going to get stalked or whatever but if they didn't I don't know how this series could continue because we need to have something happen. <laughs> well, something will happen. Approximately well, three maybe. more times. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Maybe you know the rest of the season they just kind of hang out and they have a fun time in summer and it's not sad girl summer Brandon it's live it up summer <laughs> no. so that's we just get to see them enjoy their vacation. <laughs> They go jet skiing one episode. Good, they deserve it. They deserve it. <laughs> they do. You know what? It's a tough life being like 16 years old and not having a tropical vacation. But also being rich, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, Brandon. I can't wait to see it, though. I can't. I can't wait. 
looking yeah, forward to. I'm excited. I'm excited. Cortland, I'm I'm glad to be dipping my toes back in Are You Afraid of the Dark for even just a little bit. Even just a month. Variety right? is the spice of life. Indeed, indeed. Um, I've heard things, you know, some people say that the season's really good. Some people don't like it at all. I want to know yeah, that why. That sounds like people. Yeah, people have their opinions. And I'm looking forward to making my own opinion about it. So far, so far, I got to say, Brandon, I'm in. I, I'm in. The imagery's spooky. Well, it's better than Carnival so far. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that the imagery is spooky enough to keep me entertained, and I want to know what's going to happen. I'm pretty invested in the whole Kayla Bella thing. I want to know more about that. Character-wise, I like them all. Even Ferris, like, he sucks. He's probably my least favorite of the four kids. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to him kind of being able to have his moment. I really hope that this season does what they did in Curse of the Shadows at the end. Like that ending sequence of Curse of the Shadows where each kid had their own task to do and we kind of switched back and forth to who was doing what. I hope we get yeah. something like that. I'm down for that. I think we will. I hope so. I like it when they give actors like a time to shine and do something for themselves and solve problems. Especially when they're kids. I'm, I'm into that trope. But yeah. we'll find I, out. I can't we'll wait. Find out. I can't wait. We'll form our own opinions, and by the end of this thing, we'll tell you if we thought it was shit yeah. or not shit. Yeah, we can, you know, we'll rank, like, the, the reboot seasons and stuff, and so far, I'm 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 on board. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm looking forward to next week when we delve into the second half of uh, this first episode, which is, by the way, called uh, The Tale of Teen Spirit, which, Brandon, oh yeah, I feel like, um, you know, Nirvana references are, like, all the time, especially when we're talking about the '90s and stuff. I'm not, I'm not a huge Nirvana fan, so anything that smells like any sort of Teen Spirit, <laughs> I'm just like, eh, okay, all right, let's. Do you could it. do without, yeah, yeah. Not a huge Nirvana fan. Never have been, never will be. But that's okay. But yeah, that's all we got for for this episode, Brandon. I think we're done for now. I yeah. will. Uh, I think we've been up all night. You know, I certainly have. I want to go back to bed. Oh, I would have watched more Seventh Heaven. Oh my god, how far into it are you, Brandon? I don't know, I've seen an episode or two. <laughs> I can't wait to re-listen to that when I edit this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking nuts. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but anyway, Brandon, I am out of here. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the night. Thank you so much for joining me Thank for uh, Ghost Island Part 1, and I'll see you back next week for Ghost yeah. Island Part 2. Alright. Bye everybody. Bye! Bye!